turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Is it Friday yet? I asked my man here before the show. Woo! It's Friday night. No, it ain't Friday night, y'all. It's only Tuesday night, but it already feels like it's been a whole month already uh, because, you know, we've got another mass shooting to talk about. And, of course, that means we've got more false narratives and more lies coming out as the left maximizes every crisis. Did we not just talk about this with this the former KGB guy last week or so ago from in 1984 said the four stages of the four step process to ideological subversion of the United States of America includes steps three and four is crisis and normalization. Um, so, of course, the left either manufactures crisis crises that they can use for power or they exploit crises and we see that happening today on the heels of the shootings in Atlanta as well as the shootings in Boulder, Colorado. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. 888-344-1170. Uh, interested in your perspective on the story about Boulder. Uh, do you feel like you've gotten the facts? We're going to share a lot of facts uh, that are being reported by people like Jack uh, Posobiec. The uh, details that you're absolutely not going to hear on the mainstream media we're going to present to you guys tonight. We've also got first time on the Andrea K. Show, a, p- a political analyst, Drew Allen. A te- he, Texas bred, but he was, I, I believe he actually um, is from the fashion industry in Italy. He actually worked as an actor in the entertainment industry. And now he's an out and loud and proud conservative. So I'm curious to get his perspective. It's always exciting to have a, a, a new voice here on the Andrew K. Show, and particularly somebody uh, that's willing to go public from the entertainment industry. His name is Drew Allen, willing to go public and speak his conservative views. And he is referring to coronavirus as COVID-NOM. He says it's uh, today's Vietnam. And so I'm interested in having him explain that. So, of course, we've got some coronavirus news to share with you guys he's our only guest because we want to leave the phones open for you anything that you want to anything you got on your minds 888-344-1170 that being said my man is with me every night of the week phones are always open to him it's dj potato skins we have a gentleman yesterday i met in this very room with dj Skins. Two points here on the Andrea K Show to start mm-hmm. it off. One, mm-hmm. if you just want to call and chat, uh, 1-888-344-1170, not the number. You need to go on the air with Andrea because I am not just your sounding board. I just want to point that out. <laughs> You're not the bartender. I'm not the bartender, <laughs> although I, you know, I'm a great mixologist. Uh, that's a whole other point. Uh-huh. Uh, point two, 
Andrea, I am more in line with a lot of some of these crises may be manufactured because they know what it's going to take to get their agenda over on the American people. Absolutely. Uh, and is, is what happened in Boulder, is it manufactured? Well, it could be. In a sense, if you if you understand the truth about who this gentleman was, um, you know, initial reports were shots fired. There was an active shooter in Boulder, Colorado. Um, we didn't really know much about the victims. We didn't know much about him. We saw him uh, under arrest. And immediately we had um, the left uh, every time there's any kind of shooting. And I mentioned this with Atlanta. I said, you know, there any any way that they could possibly pin it on a conservative, on MAGA, on Tea Party, going back to the Aurora shootings. I, I've talked about this ad nauseum. In Atlanta, what happened with Atlanta was, in spite of the uh, the facts that this man did not shoot up these spas in in targeting people of color, that it was about a sex addiction. Still, the left said refused to accept that because they had to maximize the crisis for power. And with Boulder, it's actually even worse than what happened in Atlanta. Because we had people like Kamala Harris's niece for coming out and immediately saying uh, that this is, um, uh, how did she put it? It, it, it? Her and others, it became all about uh, violent white men are the greatest threat to our co- The Atlanta shooting was not even a week ago. Violent white men are the greatest uh, threat to, to our country. Um, hold up, except the problem is this dude was not white. So then when the facts came about who this man was... Ahmad Al Al Isa or Al Isa. Then, then we had, then it had to shift. You want to get, you want to know how sick they are for power in order how they have to try to, to, to try to spin it. Then we have to, then we're faced with tweets like this. The Boulder, Colorado shooting suspect is a white man. This is from a blue check mark is a white man named Ahmad Alyssa. Dude was born in Syria. Dude was brought here as part of the Syrian refugee program, right? What does this remind you of? Remember the white Hispanic, George Zimmerman, the white Hispanic, right? Uh, And this tweet goes on. Several white supremacists online are now trying to claim this white suspect isn't white because of his name. They love playing the denial of whiteness game when it's convenient. So let's address white crime. Really? No, let's address the crime that that happened here because because this was a person of color, also a person who was an Islamist, a Muslim who was brought here under the Obama administration from Syria as part of the refugee program. Who was and and they're saying that he was radicalized while he was here. Really, by who? By his parents, kind of like the Pulse nightclub shooter, who killed how many how many gay people? And of course, we had bodies laying, uh, still bleeding out in the Pulse nightclub when we had care come to the microphones and threaten anybody. Uh, you know, at, at saying that the greatest concern at that point, while Americans, gay Americans, were bleeding out on the floor of Pulse nightclub, saying the greatest threat was to Muslim Americans at that point. How about we just stand up against violence, Andrea? Well, I think the way, well, you know what? If the left wants to make it be about the color of the individual, if the, if the left wants to make, wants to make motivation a factor, I mean, they denied what the sheriff said happened in Atlanta because they wanted the motivation to be white supremacy, right for power. So let's, let's be honest about the motivation. And of course, Biden is tweeting out today. We don't know the motivation. Oh, we don't. We don't. Sure, we do. Because before Facebook scrubbed his social media profiles, people were able to screenshot what this dude was all about. He was an Islamist who was brought in this country as part of a refugee program, devout Muslim. And he actually, according to other reports, his search history 
included multiple references to the Phoenix, Arizona death of Muhammad Muhammad Jr. in police custody, who said, I can't breathe, uh, please Allah, on body cam. We don't know if he screamed Allahu Akbar. Uh, what we do know in the, in the grocery store yesterday, white crime they want to talk about. Let's talk about the fact that this man of color, this Muslim, killed 10 white people in a store yesterday. Every one of his victims was white. And yet the left did everything that they could, even calling him a white man, a white Muslim, did everything they could to try to make this be, uh, be white crime when the reality is, is white people were the victims. White Americans were the victims. This man was very vocal anti-Trump. In fact, um, according to others, he had, the, according to the Colorado GOP, their headquarters were scoped out. Uh, same with a few Christian, Catholic, and Mormon churches and LDS temples. At one point, it, it, he had targeted and he, uh, it, a Trump rally uh, that ended up being canceled. For you tell me, Andrea, because that was the first I had heard that he was anti-Trump. I had not heard that in mainstream. No, of course not. Of course you're not going to hear this. In, in mainstream. Now, the family, uh, this is from Jack Posobiec, who is, was an intelligence officer and has uh, people within on the inside. Early information from a national security agency suggests Boulder Shooter planned to target the Trump rally in Colorado Springs, February 2020, but decided to wait until the next one on March 13th in Denver, but it was canceled due to COVID. This was per a White House official. Um, so, you know, um, I, you know, how about how about this being a reminder of Islamic Jihad, Islamic terrorism. How about the fact that, that this guy had been under investigation and that he was a known wolf, right? How many other known wolves did we have that the FBI dropped the ball on or turned their heads in the other, other direction? We know Pulse Nightclub. We know Fort Hood. We know that Major Nadal Hassan had Warrior for Allah on his business card. We know that the Sarnayev brothers were bought here also as part of a refugee program from Chechnya. And they actually had gone to ISIS terror training camps, were warned by Russian officials. The FBI was warned by Russian officials that they had been at those training camps. And the FBI didn't even bother. They were here living off of the American people, the Tsarnaev brothers, used American taxpayer dollars to fly back to these terror training camps. And the FBI ignored the threats about these people. We know that the San Bernardino, remember uh, the, the couple that shot up a Christmas party? We know that uh, she she had been to a madrasa and had, uh, you know, her social media posts were all about Islamic terror. These were known wolves. What was the response by the Obama, the uh, Obama administration? We had Loretta Lynch warning people about Islamophobia. Remember, it was see something, say something, except you better be careful if you say anything about a Muslim. Right. This is what they were saying. Maybe, maybe this, maybe this Islamic, what is, what is sure looking like an Islamic terrorist attack. Maybe, maybe this would have been, could have been prevented if the FBI was actually looking at terrorist, uh, actual terrorist versus deciding that terrorists were people that attended a rally on January 6th. You can only say something, Andrea, if it fits your, the narrative. Absolutely. Now we've got the FBI using facial recognition to try to track down teenagers that didn't even go into the Capitol. So that they could go around and arrest people and hold them without bail. And think about think about Facebook scrubbing his social media. Did they scrub Dylan Wolf's? No, they wanted everybody to see Dylan Wolf with that Confederate flag, right? No, Facebook says, "Oh, we scrubbed it because we didn't want any copycats." <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. 
So and then and then the immediate response, of course, is we have these gun control these hearings today. How about how here's some here's some control that might make sense. How about some border immigration control? How about we stop bringing people into these countries uh, from is that that are infested with Islamic terrorism and hatred for America? Don't worry, Biden says it's just a challenge. We're going to get through it. Mm-hmm, right? How about how about some um, uh, cultural control? Because you know what, you know, even when you've got like this dude down in Atlanta, the rise, and I've talked about this with school shootings, when you devalue life as a culture, when you devalue life, when you tell women, you know what, you don't, you decide when, as that baby's coming out of the birth canal that, you know what, you're just really not really up for the whole thing of motherhood. You know, what message are you sending? We've completely destroyed the family. We've done everything we could to remove Judeo-Christian principles and values out of our schools, out of our life. Replace it with God with state. We've, we've removed hope from Americans. And then you add in the coronavirus shutting people in. You know, I talk to a lot of people outside of uh, the, the station here, Andrea, and there's a lot of people I know, family, friends, people within the, in the media, and they're losing hope. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, so much the 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 issue that we have is cultural. It's not about the weapon. Particularly when you look at it at Islamic terror, because you know what? It, it wasn't it wasn't guns that took down the Twin Towers. It was some box cutters on some planes. Right. Or you look at Nice, France, or you look at the refugee, the kid who was brought here, the refugee program who rode his truck up on the sidewalks of Ohio State. Right. Anyway, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in our new friend of the Andrea K. Show, Drew Allen. He's going to be here to give his perspective. And what is COVID Nam? I'm curious to hear what coronavirus, how, how that compares to Vietnam. It's the first time I've heard that expression. Y'all stay tuned. Come on back. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K., the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. Glad to have you guys here with me. I'm super excited to have my next guest. This is first time on The Andrea K. Show. And he's a he's uh you know fresh out of the entertainment industry and the fashion industry. You know it's a shame. Uh, Potato skins were shocked when somebody comes out of the entertainment industry and they say they're conservative, right? That's sad that we're like shocked by that. Should be more commonplace, right? It should be more acceptable. But that just goes to show how how much progress the left has made with their cancel culture. Uh, that we, you know we feel like we got to pat somebody on the back, you know, for being from the entertainment industry and conservative. His name is Drew Allen. He's Texas bred. You know, I love people out of Texas. I've got lots of peeps in Texas. Uh, he's California based now, but he actually spent a lot of time in Italy in the fashion industry. And he is um, he's also lived in New York City and a lot back when New York was the great with the great Big Apple and Los Angeles actor, screenwriter, independent film producer, everything that we love. Hello, Drew Allen. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Thank you so much for having me. What an introduction. <laughs> well, you deserve it. You're, you're uh, a, a global dude uh, who's worked in uh, one of the most, uh, you know, craziest industries. I got a lot of family in the entertainment industry myself, and I know many of them are conservative and they're just having to be hush hush about it. How did you how did you dis- and why did you out yourself? Uh, well, 2020 did it, honestly. Living in California under the um, lockdowns, under Gavin Newsom's imperial rule, and then 
leading up to Trump's election where basically every every liberal I've always had liberal Democrat friends and I've always been a conservative and I've never been in the closet with them. But something changed in them. And uh, this last election, they told me they couldn't respect me anymore. So I said to heck with it. You know, I'm just going full throated now. Well, good for you. Good for you. So you went to Texas. A lot of people going to Texas from California. Uh, a lot of Texans concerned that that, that they're just going to go there and vote Democrat. Um, uh, but let's get into while you're in Texas. That's really kind of the, epi- the epicenter. Pr- prior to the Boulder shooting, uh, the biggest story was going to uh, grip in the nation right now is what's happening at the border in Texas. Uh, the Biden administration was kind of forced to admit it thanks to Project. They, they did a media blackout with the border. Border Patrol. Border Patrol wasn't allowed to talk to anybody, shutting everybody out. Project Veritas, being who they are, got some footage of what's actually happening inside the facilities. So then it kind of forced the Biden administration who was saying, this ain't no crisis. This is just a challenge, you know, kind of like the ice bucket challenge. Right. Uh, so they yeah. finally released some some uh, video and some pics of what's going on in there. Uh, this should be, you know, this should be front page news for everybody, given how hysterical the left was over kids in cages. But they're not right. No, no. Uh, the media has always uh, leaned towards the left, but now they are full propagandists. They're a propaganda arm of the Democrat Party. Trump revealed that it's continuing. But I want to be very clear. This. um well, I'll, I'll say it. I don't care. This illegitimate Biden administration is the worst administration, perhaps, in American history yes. already. Um, and, you know, look, this is par for the course what we're seeing here. We went from the most transparent administration in modern American history to blackout, as you said. Mm-hmm. No transparency whatsoever. And, you know, they're doing what they what we knew they were going to do. They're dismantling. Trump's America first agenda, piece by piece. And this is part of it. This is the MO of the Democrat Party. They create a crisis and absolve themselves of responsibility. They create victims. And right now they're overwhelmed. They don't know what to do. Yeah. Why do they got people? Why do they got people wrapped in aluminum foil like they're a hot dog at a ballpark? What's that about? Who knows? Maybe they're worried about uh, alien signals or something like that. You know, they are the great conspiracy theorists who, uh, remember, did Russia collusion for, well, they're still yelling it. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know what it's about. Who knows? You know, that'd be nice if we get an ant. Maybe we'll get one on Thursday from Joe Biden if it's uh, in his pre screen questions that he's probably diligently. Um, practicing right now after his uh, feeding time. Yeah, I, they're trying to, they're pumping him up with all kinds of oxygen, B12 shots. I don't know what they're trying to do. Dude, you know, they tried to, they blamed a gust of air. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that, Drew. They blamed a gust of air on him falling up a flight of stairs. Um, but I got to ask you, last night I had Larry Clayman, who was the original founder of Judicial Watch, and now he started Freedom Watch, and he said he blames te- the Texas governor uh, for what's going on down there. He says the National Guard should have been down there on the border and stopping them from coming across. Do you agree with that since you're down there? I agree. I think that, you know, I, you know, I, I want to support Governor Abbott when he's right. Uh, but the problem is he takes one step forward and two steps back all the time. Mm-hmm. And Republicans who own these legislatures in the, in the states that we have have to be able to anticipate what the Democrats are doing. And they have, they're the only bulwark. We don't have a bulwark of a reliable media anymore, okay? Mm-hmm. The only bulwark we have between tyranny and Marxism and our freedom are these Republicans in governorships, okay? And Chrissy Noem has, has, has shown some metal. So has obviously Ron DeSantis. 
but that's what we need to see from all of them. And uh, I'm sorry, we, you know, we got to be hard on our own people. I don't want to do the circling firing squad like uh, Mitch McConnell likes to do. But come on, we got to fight this. Well, you know, I, I'm, I've, I, I said when I started my show that I am about uh, ideas. I'm about this country. I don't advocate for party or Paul. And it gets me, uh, you know, the, the hairy eyeball from a lot of Republicans. But I'm not here for the Republican Party. And you can just call this Joe Biden administration illegitimate all day long. I have never referred to him as the P word. He was installed. Uh, it, it, I refer to him as the occupant of the White House. But, it, you know, one of the things I it's tough every day, Juru, and I come in because I want to talk about, you know, potato skins, my producer knows. And I were talking before the show. It's like all these different policy issues from gun control and immigration and all that. It's almost it's almost tiring for me to come in here and yammer about it, because ultimately, when they own the elections at this point and they're and they're working to get H.R. one passed to where they centralize everything that that stole the election from Trump in 2020. You know, it's almost is is like, what's the point of 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 talking about all of this. We're talking to Drew Allen. You can uh, follow him on Twitter at Drew Thomas Allen. Uh, his website is drewallen.substack.com. Um, you know, it, it, what do we do? And uh, I mean, are we all just wasting our time here yammering about policies when the elections are gone? No, no, we need to talk about it because what happened in 2020 with the election is, is Gettysburg, frankly. And, um, and we've got to stand up and organize ourselves. Uh, and I think we need to make it very clear at this point, too. We're not dealing with business as usual and politics, okay? I'm writing a new article uh, right now, and I'm calling it, um, you know, America's evil empire, okay, is the Democrat Party. So Reagan gave a speech calling... Uh, you know, talking about the Soviet Union in 1983 and compared them to an evil empire. He said mm-hmm. they preach the supremacy of the state and declare their omnipotence over man. Well, that's exactly what we have going on right now. OK, and sign after sign of their actions. We can look at history, whether it's the Nazi regime or somewhere else totalitarian. And they are taking it straight out of the Marxist playbook. Mm-hmm. So I'm not mentioning words anymore. We've got to be very clear about we're up, what we're up against. And they are the enemy of our country right now. They're the greatest threat to America mm-hmm. that we've faced in a long time. I mean, yeah, we've got other ones out there, but Abraham Lincoln predicted, you know, look, no foreign enemy will bring us down. We'll, we'll die by suicide. That's right. Now, why did you call? I heard that you referred to, to COVID as COVID nom. Uh, connect those dots for me. Coronavirus and Vietnam. Well, the futile war from the beginning. OK, uh, Vietnam was was fought um, on a false pretense. OK, mm-hmm. it was the Gulf of Tonkin incident, if you recall, which escalated the war. Okay. That was the non-event that happened in which a bunch of eager sonar operators in the Gulf of Tonkin mistook their own propellers as enemy torpedo fire. They relayed that they were under attack to Washington, D.C. bureaucrats. Lyndon B. Johnson and took to the television broadcast and said, we are uh, starting to bomb strategic facilities in Vietnam. OK, it didn't happen. Well, our our false pretense was that phony imperial college study that projected mm-hmm. based on faulty models that 2.2 million Americans would die. if essentially we didn't follow the Fauci method of of draconian lockdowns. OK. And then, of course, as lockdowns proved ineffective, what happened with Democrats? They doubled down on lockdowns when we knew they were not working, just like we did in the Vietnam War. OK, we knew that we were not winning that war. And what happened? We continued to send more troops in and prolong the battle. We should have cut our losses and acknowledged mm-hmm. that it was futile. I love it. I love that analogy. I think it's absolutely brilliant and spot on. You're the only one that's made it. 
And, you know, I don't know how I missed it. Me as somebody that I'm the daughter of two Marines and, uh, you know, I've seen every war movie I ever made. My least favorite is Platoon, by the way. I don't I don't like that movie at all. But that's absolutely that that analogy is absolutely spot on. And, you know, that and shame on the Republicans that have continued to support. I think it was the greatest mistake Trump made in his presidency. Um, however, he's not responsible for what happened at the state level every everywhere. In fact, uh, something disturbing happened today with a Republican, Asa Hutchinson. Um, let me see if I can find my notes. I don't know if you heard this. I, I think Daniel Horowitz uh, tweeted this out today. Um, hang on just a second. Let's see if I can find it. Asa Hutchinson, governor of uh, Arkansas, vetoed a bill that would zero out the COVID fines against businesses. Uh, the Senate voted to override his veto. Republican uh, controlled, but the House 28 Republicans who voted for the bill uh, flipped against the override of the veto. So the bottom line is the Republican controlled state legislator and governor, they had a they had a majority of 78 to 22 in Arkansas, and they all voted to keep the fines against businesses that were shut down. Uh, unnecessarily as a part of these crackdowns. The businesses were fined and we these are Republicans. Drew Allen, Republicans that have gone along with unconstitutional uh, Marxist seizures of businesses under a false pretense of a virus. Well, I'll tell you this right now. Those people have no place in our new Republican Party. All right. Those people need to be primaried, whatever needs to happen. They need to go on our own list and, and never be elected again because we can't tolerate this anymore. The stakes are so high right now. I mean, it, it is it is unconscionable to me that in states where we own the legislatures with super majorities, we can't even do the right thing. Mm-mm. Uh, we can't win and save this country if we have people that operate like that. And, so, but uh, let me ask they're, you this. They're a disgrace. The absolute disgrace. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I actually thought that after what happened with the Republican Party, one of the Trump exposed, uh, I said early on that Trump faced two opposition parties when he went to D.C. I don't think anybody really knew how deep the deep state was and how much it included the Republican Party. Trump exposed every bit of that, even even the extent to which the Republican Party was going to allow a presidential election to be stolen. And I said at the time the solution was third party. Um, so Sounds like you support changing the Republican Party from within. I just don't. I, I think the machine is so overwhelming and so entrenched. I'm just not sure if we can do it, particularly if, if elections have already been stolen. This HR one gets through. Uh, it won't matter. We'll, we'll we're, we're completely toast. Final thoughts. We've got uh, 30 seconds. Yeah, HR one ends it. But I will say this: uh, I don't support the third party idea. I went through the same thing you've gone through because it's 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 I can't tolerate it anymore. Because you're right, it is unbearable to see what's happening. But I think time is in too short supply to kind of build up from the bottom. And if HR one passes, it doesn't matter what happens anyway because we'll never have a fair election ever again. Uh, but I think that we've got to just um, fight to keep the Matt Gateses and the Trumps and them at the top of the party and just get rid of everyone else. We've got a clean clean house. Well, Drew uh, Allen, th- I was to say Drew Brees. Oh, my slip is showing. Uh, well, I'd be <laughs> Drew Allen, thank you so much for being here. Y'all need to follow him on Twitter at Drew Thomas Allen. And the website is drewallen.substack.com. And I can't wait to see your next article out on the evil empire. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Anytime. All righty. Now we're going to take a skinny, tiny little break. And uh, then we're going to be right back. Did y'all see the commercial, by the way, of the Three Stooges pushing the vaccine? The only one that was missing was Shemp. We're going to talk about that more when we come back. 
have more Andrea K. Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Yeah, I really like that Drew Allen. You know, he was really great. Should I have asked him to speak Italian since he grew up in Italy? No, but it made him even better. I think we need to have him back. Well, definitely, right? Just He called it like it is. Absolutely. You know what? I was, I got to tell you, I was cranky uh, before I came in to, to do the show tonight. I was just in a mood. Well, it's okay because there's lots of stuff that just it, it gets us bogged down on a daily basis. It's hard to not feel that way. Well, and there's just so much... The Democrat Party is just so focused on division and fostering hate. And he called it out. And he absolutely did. And when you think about the uh, attacks on white people going on in this country, I mean, just openly. I mean, you know, Kamala Harris's niece tweeting out today that the greatest threat of violence in this country is white men over because and then and then over. And that was in reference to this uh, Boulder shooter. That's the vice president's niece. Can you imagine if Mike Pence had a niece that tweeted out the greatest threat to this country is black men because she came out and said, oh, you know what? After she was busted for having been wrong skins, then she's like, well, OK, yeah, I deleted the tweet because I was wrong. But I, I made the assumption because, you know, the the uh, you know, all the white the all of the mass shootings are done by white people, which isn't true, by the way. Pence would have been bombarded every, every day until he resigned. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it is open season war on white people and the Republican Party are to blame for it. Because do you hear the Republican Party speak up? Nothing. Against this. Nothing. Tammy Duckworth. And that's not an exaggeration. I no, hear nothing. Not a word. Tammy Duckworth today, uh, a Democrat from, from Illinois, and this is a quote. I am, no, I am a no vote on the floor on all non-diversity nominees. You know, I will vote for racial minorities and I will vote for LBGTQ. But anything else I'm not voting for. So we have a congressperson openly spewing racism because this is basically saying I will not I am discriminating against white people for position for job positions. This is illegal. Let that sink in a moment. This was supposed to be, the civil rights movement was supposed to be about equality. Judging people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. This has nothing to do with equality. No, it doesn't. It has to do with with, uh, oppression and suppression of white people in this country. And did you hear any Republicans speak out against this? Again, as I said, not a one. No, no word. Uh, Duckworth said the trigger, quote, was being told by the White House, well, you have Kamala. We're not going to put any more African-Americans in the cabinet because you have Kamala. And she says that was insulting. First of all, I don't believe they said that. Um, although they might have said it because, you know, if you look back at all these, uh, you know, just like back when they accused Republicans of the war on, on, on women, the very people accusing them of that were paying with their women staffers. You know, Obama had fewer women on staff than any than the Bush administration in the cabinet and on staff. And they, they paid them less than anybody. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're they're they, they are the original. They are the racist, by the way. It was the Democrat Party that started. I love everything that's being touted right now. Andrea is reverse racism and they. 
it, it's it's despicable that like again the Republicans aren't standing up and calling this out. Of course not. Something else they should be speaking up again is the City Council of Evanston, Illinois approved a plan. We have reparations that have now taking effect in the United States of America, where money is being taken from taxpayers to give to certain citizens because of the color of their skin. This is systemic racism. This is institutionalized racism. So uh, the uh, City Council of Evanston, Illinois, approved a plan. This is according to Washington Examiner. It will cost $10 million over the next decade and will be funded by, here's the good news, cannabis taxes. See, isn't it great that they, that they made smoking pot legal? By the way, we still don't even know in San Diego whether or not the dude who mowed over a bunch of people on a sidewalk, he, he was drugged while driving. It might have been pot. We don't know. But anyway, um, so, you know, um, yeah, all you, you know, proponents of pot smoking, there you have that. Okay, the first part of the plan, which was approved by 8 to 1 vote, hat tip to the person who voted against it. This was voted on yesterday. The first part of the plan will make $400,000 available in 25000 home ownership and improvement grants to black residents who can show they have directly descended from someone who lived in the, in the city between 1919 and 1969. Can you tell me what happened specifically in those years? Because uh, uh, to my knowledge, tater skins, there wasn't nobody owning anybody in Evanston, Illinois, between 1919 and 1969. Did it happen in 1918? Is that when it happened in Evanston, Illinois? So I'm the, not sure. So this, this, this doesn't even have anything to do with slavery. has nothing to do with it. The council, who, which voted in 2019 to create the reparations fund, also apportioned $10 million overall for creating programs to combat structural racism caused by past discriminatory policies. Well, where's again, where's the women's reparations? We couldn't vote. This this was before women's suffrage. Where's the women could vote? Where's the reparations for the women? And and are they going to get extra if they're they're black women? More than 60 people spoke before the vote took place, some arguing that the measure wasn't a legitimate form of reparations. It wasn't it wasn't reparationable enough for some people. It's a first tangible step, but we want more. See, this is why you don't pay off ransoms. This is why you don't pay extortionists, right? Potato skins. Yeah, it's why you don't deal with terrorists. Yeah, because they just keep coming back for more. And that's exactly what this is. Yeah, I'm going to call it out. This is no different than Jesse Jackson Jr. and his Rainbow Coalition uh, um, uh, extortionist schemes, shakedown schemes, going around to businesses. Give us money or, that's what this is. Um, so the older woman said, it's the first Robin Rue Simmons. It's the first tangible step. She represents the Fifth Ward, which is largely, it's not, it, it is alone not enough. It is not full repair alone in this one initiative. So what's full repair? What's your idea of full repair? Because I'm looking at Illinois and I'm thinking that Oprah is worth billions of dollars. Um, I, you know, maybe you might want to go to her to get some cash. If you're going to do some income redistribution, she's in Illinois, right? Oh, I guess she didn't live in Evanston. She was she was down in Tupelo, Mississippi between 1919 and 1969. You know, it's hard for me to, to, to look at people like Oprah in this country or even that, that Meghan Markle. All these, all these, uh, you know, a- African American athletes all were, how many, like, you know, from, you know, who's that, who's that one that's so obnoxious? I don't follow basketball. I don't either. The dude out of Cleveland. 
anyway, baseball, I can tell you. But. At least Dennis Rothman. Was that his name, Dennis Rothman? Dennis Rodman? Rodman. <laughs> can you tell him to follow basketball? Yeah, you definitely don't follow basketball. <laughs> at least he had a personality. At least he was interesting, right? Oh, he was definitely interesting. Yeah, you know, the rest of them are just annoying. Um, but this person goes on to say, we know that this isn't full repair. But see, they never define What's again? It's like paying a ransom. They never tell you when enough is enough because they will bleed you dry. We'll just keep going to the next step. This they, they were they're never going to be happy until every person that they want oppressed is living completely impoverished and they're lording over. They want reverse. These people do not all black people and African Americans. Of course not. But I'm talking about these these people like this. This this alder woman. This is this is, and she's just really about being drunk on power. She's really just about buying votes from the black residents with these reparations. That's you all. Know, I, I have a lot of black friends. They hear this and they're disgusted by it. Oh, absolutely. Kind of like my friends that came into this country legally as immigrants are yeah. disgusted by illegal immigration and people cutting to the front of the line and coming here. Same thing with the, with the incredibly successful African Americans that I worked with in corporate America that busted their hump. That you earned. Hard. That earned. They earned every job. That earned every promotion, busted their humps to succeed. Yeah, they re- they resent this. Um, we are we are excited to see the first national direct benefit from some harms that we've had to experience from from the past. As uh, the co-chairman of the National Coalition of Blacks for Reparations told CBS News, um, HR forty is a bill in the U.S. House is going to create a commission to study possibilities for reparations across the country, and Biden has voiced support for this. So, you know, um, where, where does this end? So you're, well, you just hit the nail on the head. It doesn't. Well, I mean, uh, you know, what if, what if you got, uh, there's, there's only so much, so many pockets you can pick for this. And then, then they're going to have to go down to the low and the middle income people. What are they going to do? Come go around and go, well, you don't have any cash we can take from you, but you don't really need two cars. I would. We're going to take that. Yeah. There's no end to this. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. People keep talking about Christy Noem as a great example of conservatism, but there's a story that's starting to get uh, some headway here that she's not quite the conservative. She's kind of bowing here and showing some rhino, some rhinosity. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Everybody keeps talking about Christy Nome. And um, yeah, I was a super big fan of hers. First of all, she's beautiful, strong, um, very articulate, and did a great job in not only uh, not staying strong against the pressure to shut down her state with all the, you know, uh, coronavirus. Um, lockdown and mandates and all that stuff she ignored all that um she 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 not only stood against it she was able to push back effectively in any media interview against it and just you know so everybody was like wow 2024 christy no i'm not so fast not so fast because what what is um you know it's really easy for these republicans to act like they're conservative when they're talking about economics when they're talking about taxes and regulations but it's the social justice stuff that's killing us isn't it skins every single time every single time and they just don't want to stay strong in the face of it and case in point she said that um other states around the country had governors had signed bills saying that you if you in order to compete in 
sports, you must compete in the sport that is with your biological sex. You're not going to be a 17 year old boy and suddenly decide that you're going to identify as a girl and then compete against the girls in track and field. So she said that she was going to sign uh, this uh, House Bill 1217. But when it got to her desk, she didn't sign it. She sent it back. And she's got all the excuses in the world for why. And I saw an interview with her today. And the mistake was letting her be on for about 20 minutes because she is so smart that she ended up convincing Glenn Beck uh, that she really had some plan that uh, that involved pushing back against the uh, the transgender movement that's squashing girls' sports. But it was a whole lot of sidestepping. Why not just and sign Twisting it? herself into a pretzel. The bill, the, this bill only had four sections and she completely struck two of them out. Uh, in section one, it provided um, that in athletes, elementary school, high school and college, that you had to compete in the sport of your biological sex. She took the colleges out of it, completely out of it. Her excuse for taking colleges out of it was that it might mean that the that the colleges and universities in her state wouldn't be able to compete in the NCAA. That's a flat out lie. The NCAA uh, has has all kinds of rules that basically say that if you're a boy and you're wanting to compete on a girls team, that would make it a mixed team. And that does the, the long story short, the, that's a lie. The NCAA uh, does not uh, f- um, force schools that have their sports teams restricted to biological sex. It does not force them to compete against transgenders. It just doesn't. So that was a lie. The more importantly, and even worse, was she took out Section 4, which provided, which provided uh, athletes an opportunity to sue. So let's say you've got uh, a high school athlete that's at a, that's at a high school and the school uh, violates the bill and allows boys, the girls should be able to sue. She removed that and she mo- removed protections from the, from the students if they were retaliated against. Let that sink in. She took all the teeth out of it. So she says only at the elementary and high school, junior high and high school level are um, uh, the athletic programs required to keep uh, the biological sex, um, but kids don't have any don't have any option to enforce it. They they can't sue. So why would a school? So a school's going to do what? Potato skins. It's really disheartening that that she did that. I mean, she might as well not even sign anything. Right. Because the high schools, there's there's no motivation, there's no incentive for a high school to to honor this bill because there's no because she's removed any opportunity for anybody to sue the school for violations of the bill. So if there's no if there's no repercussion for for a school or an athletic program violating the bill, then they're going to do what? What do you expect the LBGT community again? To do? Don't stand up for conservatism if you're not going to stand up for it in every single way. And then, and even worse, she removed the protections against so the schools don't have any don't have any uh, enforcement on them and then. And on top of it, she removed the um, she removed the protections for the girls of retaliation. This is Christy Nome. She's a wolf in sheep's clothing. She to me, she is George uh, Bush. And we need to we need to cough her up like a cat coughing up a furball. Hey, thanks to uh, the listeners tonight. Thank you, Drew Allen. Thank you, Skins. We'll be back tomorrow night. It'll be hump day. Megan Barth, Reagan Babe will be here.